0: Hey, everyone, this is Stéphane Leco, and you're listening to the Cardinals episode of the 2018 Team Preview Series, a special edition of Rotoviz Radio. Our guest today is Kent Summers of the Arizona Republic. He covers the Cardinals as a columnist. And in this episode, he talks about what we can expect now that Carson Palmer is retired and we have two new quarterbacks in Arizona in Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen. Next, we look at David Johnson's return after being sidelined for almost all of the 2017 season and ask ourselves whether or not we think he'll be back to his old self or if he'll show some signs of rust after missing so much time. And finally, we get into the receiving game with a conversation around Larry Fitzgerald and who we think the number two wide receiver might be in this offense. After the interview, we'll take a few minutes to think about what Kent said and we'll be looking at the wide receiver and tight end targets Using some of the RotoViz apps. For those of you who don't know, RotoViz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. And now, let's bring on the guest. Today, we have Kent Summers. A columnist for the Arizona Republic joining us. Kent, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Yeah, so it has been a pretty wild off season. I was listening to a podcast you were on, um, the Arizona Cardinals Insiders, and as I was listening, it struck me, because you guys mentioned it, that every just about every position on this team is somewhat different from last year. You've got a new coach, you've got a new quarterback. Running back coming back. You've got receivers coming, going out the door. New receivers coming in. Tight ends that are unproven. What is going on in Arizona?
1: Yeah, it is pretty much new, uh, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they remade their offensive line, and you know they started free agency in the spring with no quarterbacks under contract. Uh, that is you rare. Know, Carson, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Carson Palmer retired. Drew Stanton left and joined the Browns and it was sort of by design I mean they knew they were going to have to uh, you know redo the whole thing and yeah it's a it's a new era with the Cardinals Bruce Arians retired Um, Steve Wilkes was hired and brought in from Carolina Um, a lot of familiar faces on defense but even that has changed some because they've gone to a 4-3 from a a 3-4 and a, a couple of new faces on that side of the ball but not nearly as many as on the offensive side
0: right so so what are your expectations in Arizona for, for this upcoming season? Is it, let's try to get back to the playoffs with David Johnson, or is it somewhat tempered, let's see what we can do this season, and maybe next year, once Rosen has maybe had a chance to learn a little bit, we can dive in then. What, what are you guys thinking for this year?
1: Yeah, they, you know, in- in- internally, um, they say all the right things. They think they can be very competitive this year and sort of like, being under the radar, uh, especially in the NFC West, you know, and a lot of people, you know, are picking them to finish maybe even last in the in the division. They they like that spot. You know, everybody says that this time of year everybody has hope, but they really do seem sincere about it. Um, and they're they're very confident in their defense. Uh, as I said, they've got a lot of people back. They have a defensive minded head coach in Steve Wilks. Uh, and I think you know it's going to take the offense a while. To come around, but they they genuinely believe they're going to surprise a lot of people and that they're underrated,
0: yeah, and they do have a good track record of I mean, in my opinion um punching a little bit above their weight they always seem to to manage to play tough and they they remain in games they rarely get blown out, and especially in the last last few years they've been competitive more often than not um
1: yeah they really have i mean they've gone a couple of years without a winning record a couple of years out of the playoffs um you know and everybody here would, had gotten used to to going in um you know two of the first three years under under Bruce Arians. they were really hammered last year by injuries right. everything you know everybody on the offensive line carson palmer and and really to bounce back and to finish eight and eight they view as a a, a real accomplishment, but certainly you know hoping for more this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to, kind of looking at that offense, how do you think the quarterback position shakes out? Obviously, Rosen was drafted early in the first round. You've got Sam Bradford there, Glennon, who I don't think anyone really expects to get much playing time. But how do you expect, how do you expect the, uh, the quarterback position to shake out here uh, in the beginning of the season? And then do you think there'll be many changes as the season rolls on?
1: I think it all depends on um, Sam Bradford's left knee. Uh, which has been troublesome, you know, two torn ACLs, more problems last year, you know, after that uh, great opener that he played in for the Vikings, really, you know, had had problems the rest of the year and never played. He, he hasn't had a complete season since 2012, um, but he's the starter. Uh, and judging from the early days of practice, you know, n- nothing that's happened has changed my mind in that regard. Uh, Rosen has looked fine. He, has some, he, he looks like a rookie at times with his decision-making. He looks a little um, anxious in the pocket, unsettled. Um, there's going to be a learning curve. And uh, I, I think, you know, Steve Wilkes has said all along that the, the plan is for Sam Bradford to start and, and to play uh, the entire season. I still think that's the plan. But, you know, as I mentioned, Bradford's history um, says that, you know, at some point, Josh Rosen will be playing, and right. and you know, and you know, fans here typically they you know every like fans everywhere they love
0: everyone loves uh, the backup the quarterback. quarterback,
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So they're anxious to see him play, but uh, I don't think the Cardinals are nearly as as anxious about it.
0: Yes. Now, if you had to put an over under on a on how long it takes before that, uh, what do you think he gets it? Like if the if the Cardinals for some reason, uh, have a losing record going later into the season? Do you think they would just put Josh Rosen in then just to get some reps this year? Or do you think as long as Sam is healthy, no matter what the record, it's still going to be his show?
1: No, I think if they're, if they're struggling, if they're well below 500, if, if the problems are mostly on offense, I think they'll, they'll make the move and start preparing Rosen a year from now. You know, Sam Bradford's got a two-year contract, but all the guaranteed money is in this year's, you know, in the deal this year. So they're, you know, they could they could easily cut ties after a year and move on to Josh Rosen. So if the season goes south, I would think they would, you know, accelerate Rosen's uh, process and, and, and put him in as a starter and, and try to be, you know, that much further ahead for 2019.
0: Right. Now, one of the nice things that you guys have in Arizona is you have a legitimate stud running back. Now, he missed... 15 games last year, but it wasn't with, like, an ACL or something crazy with his legs. It was his wrist. So do you think that he'll be just same old David Johnson going forward, or is there a change to be expected, uh, maybe less workload, bringing in some of these other running backs a little bit more? What What's your outlook for the running game?
1: No, I think he'll be, you know, as productive as he was in, in 2000. And 16, I think, uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald the other day hit it on the head when he said you know, this offense is going to run through David Johnson. Um, I think they're going to, you know, work him as hard as Bruce Arians did when David Johnson was healthy. And in the early days of training camp, he's looked really good. I mean, still powerful, uh, explosive, very smooth. He, he looks like he fits in this offense. Uh, coordinator Mike McCoy is – has implemented a little bit of a fullback into the offense, which is different than what they've had the last five years. So he'll be running behind a fullback at times. But, they're, you know, they're going to use him. I think McCoy will use him a lot like Bruce Arians did as a not only a running back, but as a receiver also. He's been very impressed with Johnson's receiving ability, not just his hands but his route running. So I think we'll see – uh, him flank out as a receiver um, quite a bit. I think we'll see a lot of screen passes. Um, yeah. Um, uh, maybe especially early as to learns Mike McCoy's system. So, yeah, David Johnson looks looks fabulous. And and you know the Cardinals were very thankful if he had to be injured that it was a you know that it was a wrist and not a knee.
0: Right. Now it's interesting that you talk about his route running and and entering like or continuing as a pass catcher for the Cardinals because when you have a rookie quarterback or quarterback like Sam Bradford who's incredibly accurate especially in those short ranges that could really open up a lot of opportunities for for David Johnson in the passing game so uh, I, I like to I like to hear that I think David Johnson is going to have a, a huge year uh, and there won't be much <laughs> won't be much getting in his way um, it's interesting you mentioned the fullback well that different scheme do you think that could slow him down some having to wait for blocks to unfold or do you think he's a patient enough runner that he'll still be able to adjust to that new
1: that new I, offensive scheme i think he i think he's patient enough uh it'll be interesting to see that develop david said he's used he's accustomed to it he ran uh, a similar style at northern iowa uh so it's not foreign to him and I, I don't know that a fullback's going to be in there uh a ton you know i think it'll be at the the low percentages but it is it is different. I think we're going to see a, sort of a conservative offense approach even uh, earlier. I think there are going to be a lot of shorter throws and hoping they can get get David and, and Fitzgerald on some, some catch and runs and get yards that way.
0: Right, absolutely. That's, that seemed to work in the past for them as well. Real quick, in 2016, David Johnson had 370-plus touches leading the NFL. Do you think that a similar workload is in store for
1: him? I think it could be. Uh, they would. They they really like a running back. They drafted out of Fordham, um, Chase Edmonds. They they think he's he's going to be the solid number two and a very good all around back. And coaches say all the right things about okay. We've got to you know be judicious about David's touches. You know we don't want to overwork him, etc. But it's an awfully hard thing when in the middle of a game when, when, you know, they've got number 31 standing next to them and they're trying to move the ball, Absolutely. you know, and Bruce Arians had a hard time, you know, forcing himself to, to give David Johnson some rest. And I think it'll probably be the same with, with Steve Wilkes and, and, and Mike McCoy, but it's, it's hard to say that, you know, that offense became in 16, they had some injuries and became very one dimensional and, had to go to to David a lot. The better this offense is, I think the uh, you know the more limited David Johnson's touches will be. I think he'll be just as effective, but I I don't think you know it'll be upwards of of twenty five thirty a game.
0: Okay, yeah. Now, what one of the things like as you mentioned with the defense being so strong and even underrated, I think uh, they'll be in a lot of games. So so yeah, David Johnson will likely be a part of a game plan even even late in the game because they're. Their defense will keep them in them, even against those tougher teams. Now, you've mentioned, yeah, s- and
1: I think I think that's the plan. Yeah, you know, it's uh I, I think that's that's what they'll do. Uh, you know, and as I said before, they're pretty solid on that side of the ball with Chandler Jones, 17 sacks, leading the NFL uh last year. Patrick Peterson's back. They're very excited about their safety trio of. Uh, Buda Baker and Antoine Bethe and 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 Trey Boston, who they picked up just uh, late last week. So they they think they're going to be pretty good on that side of the ball.
0: We've mentioned Larry Fitzgerald a bit now, and I think we can pencil him in for over 100 targets because he's done that every single year of his career. He had 161 last year. But what do you expect from the rest of this receiving core? I mean, Bryce Butler came in. You've got Christian Kirk, who was drafted early. And then, of course, J.J. Nelson returns chad williams what do you think happens with this wide wide receiver two and three um in arizona
1: that's a great question it's a big question that needs to be answered in in training camp and in the, the first part of the season what i think will happen you know you're assuming larry fitzgerald doesn't fall off at age you know uh, uh what 35 he turns at the end of of august um, I think Christian Kirk will be the number two receiver, at least in terms of catches among that wide receiver core, even though he's a rookie, he's, uh, he's very advanced for a rookie as a route runner, um, uh, really mature, understands the offense, picks things up really quickly. Um, so I think he's going to, he's going to have a, a pretty decent season after that, as you said, it's, it's really a crap shoot. I mean, they, they signed Bryce Butler, who's, you know, who never produced a whole lot when he was with the Cowboys, um. You know, he he talks like he can, you know, merge and, and, and be a big-time receiver, but he's never really done it. Um, J.J. Nelson started off last season very fast, looked great, had some big plays, and then had some trouble with, with drops as the season progressed, and then his production fell off. And Chad Williams, a third-round pick last year, I mean, was a disappointment. Bruce Arians had had a ton of uh, success over the years with with mid to late, Uh, draft picks at receiver and producing as rookies and and you know chad williams i think caught only only three passes and and had a hard time even being active on game day so you know i think he's got talent he's got speed he's he's a he's a pretty physical guy but he's got a you know he's he's got to improve dramatically to have an impact on this offense so wide receiver is a a big question mark uh with this team after after number 11.
0: yeah and i guess the, the good thing is you do have number 11, so that'll help, that'll help um, definitely quite a bit. Do you expect uh, Larry Fitzgerald to be lining up on the inside or the outside more often this year?
1: I think it will continue to be uh, the inside uh, where he's been, you know, the last few seasons under Bruce Arians moving in from the outside. I think, you know, they don't view him as a, a you know, a down on the sideline, win-the-jump-ball kind of receiver um, anymore. You know, he's, he's bigger, he's strong he's he's really uh had this transformation over the last 5 years as a as a catch and run receiver that was never his game for so long uh with the Cardinals but he he's really um developed that and I think they'll continue to go to that so yeah I think he'll he'll be inside you know Christian Kirk is is not a big guy a lot of people thought when they drafted that he would be a slot receiver but i think they're going to move him around quite a bit within the formation if they if they have deep threats it's it's jj nelson and and bryce butler and especially nelson who's you know only 165 pounds and and can really fly though
0: yeah it will be interesting like you said with um with jaron and john brown both leaving i think both of those were Both those guys are underrated receivers. I think they helped a lot. But I think with Larry Fitzgerald, if he does remain in the slot, like you suggest, that'll really help Sam Bradford because he loves going there. And then, of course, if Rosen comes in, that's always a nice safety blanket. And it'll be interesting to see what Kirk can do. Um, I I have always been a Bryce Butler fan. I don't know why, (laughs) but he's always been someone I've wanted to see just take off. Um, And yeah, like you said, he's shown rare flashes of it. Um, it would be interesting to see what he can do uh, given a chance with this offense. I, I am excited to see uh, what, what takes place with these receivers uh, a final question before you, before I let you go Um the tight end position is one that has been um, what's the nice way of putting it a little bit uh, empty uh, <laughs> lately. I mean, Jermaine, Jermaine Gresham is, is, is a great athlete. I loved him in college for Oklahoma. I thought he was going to be a superstar um but he's injured he's going to miss the first 6 weeks most likely is seals jones ready to make the leap from receiver to tight end in a significant way he flashed a bit last year but is he someone that people can count on for 16 games yeah
1: i think so he's he's got tremendous talent and uh he you know if if he can become just a competent in line blocker and give people you know and give the cardinals that threat you know and so so play action will will work some i think it'll be a big season for him but they are huge questions at tight end with this team Um, you know Gresham is out after tearing his Achilles in the final game of last season they don't really know when he'll be back they're they're hoping um, early in the season and after that there just isn't much Um, you know I think it's a position they'll continue to watch uh, through the preseason and you know maybe bring some people in to take a look at as they become available but yeah they they need some help there and they really need Jermaine Gresham back. He, you know, he had a very good season in 2016, signed a big deal. Last year wasn't as effective, I don't think last year, but he is their best blocking tight end and and gives them, um, you know, and gives them a, a, you know, some toughness on offense that, you know, they they I think they really need, especially, you know, Wilkes keeps talking about building a, uh, you know, the offense around the run game.
0: Yeah, tight ends are very important in that in those scenarios so yeah seals jones ended the year with only 12 receptions for 200 yards and i did have three touchdowns on those 12 receptions So that's a good ratio do you think uh it's reasonable to expect he doubles that or or even more what what do you think are realistic numbers for him given that so many targets go yeah i think
1: that yeah i think that the cardinals would be disappointed if he just finishes with you know receptions in the 20s i think they would like to bump that number you know see that number in the in the high 30s or, or 40s, they think he has that kind of talent. And, you know, as a, a former receiver, he's a, he's a troublesome matchup for uh, secondaries and linebackers. Uh, and, you know, I think he was just starting to find himself. He was developing last year and, you know, and, and then really, really came on in this offense. And then, you know, you look at it, yeah, I think the numbers would have been even better if Carson Palmer could have stayed healthy, if their offensive line could right. have stayed healthy.
0: Great. Well, Kent, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it, Um, giving us some good information on the Arizona Cardinals going into the season. Um, Wish you all the best, and uh, yeah, we look forward to talking to you again. Great. Thanks for having me. That was Kent Summers of the Arizona Republic. And before we dive into analyzing some of what we talked about today, I want to let you know that the NFL season is quickly approaching, and it's time for you to get ready for the season with a subscription to Rotoviz NFL Pass which you can get right now for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it supports the podcast. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Alright, let's take a couple minutes here to dive into some of this analysis about the Cardinals coming into the 2018 season. And of course, as always, let's start with the quarterback position. Now, Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen might very well combine to put together a really nice fantasy football season. But I'm not going to count on it, and this is why. Sam Bradford, as Kent shared with us, has not finished a season in so long. It's really difficult to expect him to play all 16 games and in a year where the quarterback position is so deep and you can find guys like Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger as your 12th, 13th quarterback off the board, I don't see a reason, even in a two-quarterback league, to take a shot on Sam Bradford or Rosen this year. Both of them will probably be available on your waiver wire should they explode, and you can grab them then. Now Sam Bradford, when he is in there, should be a pretty good quarterback. After all, He was the most accurate quarterback in 2016 and had a great season. But I just don't think it's worth investing in him when you can just wait and get him off the waiver wire should things work out. Let's look at some of the other positions, though, that might provide a little bit more interest. If you're talking about David Johnson, the question is, is he the third running back off the board or the fourth running back off the board? Everyone, for the most part, has Gurley and Le'Veon Bell penciled ahead of him in both standard and PPR. But I'd like to make an argument for David Johnson as the number one running back off the board. Now, I know that sounds crazy, especially considering the year that Todd Gurley just had and Le'Veon Bell's production over the last few seasons, but hear me out and I think you'll come to agree with me. In David Johnson's last season, where he played in 16 games, he had 293 carries and a total of 373 touches, leading the NFL by more than 19 touches. Only seven had more than 300 that year. The workload that David Johnson is going to get is very difficult to replicate. Very few running backs are going to see the ball as often as he is, and he has shown that he can be highly productive with those touches. David Johnson will likely be getting 270 to 300 carries. He's going to see between 60 and 85 receptions. He is going to be a target monster in this new offense. Kent Summers said they're going to look to split him out at wide receiver. They're going to try to get him in the flat with those swing passes and screen passes. And he's going to be extremely active in the passing game. So in PPR formats, you know you want him because he's going to be getting all these receptions. But even in standard formats where you're not getting those points, you do get points for the yards and he will rack them up. He's also a touchdown machine and a a player that I think is worthy of being taken number one overall. The injury risks really shouldn't be present with him. It's not like he tours ACL. As Kent was saying, it was his wrist, and the training staff has no reason to think that he is going to be slowed down at all. He looks great in camp, and he's ready to go. I think he's going to be the focal point of this offense. Just like Larry Fitzgerald said, the offense is going to run through David Johnson, and I want a piece of that. Even if this isn't an explosive offense, the fact that he's going to be the one they're leaning on Makes me super confident in investing my high draft capital in him. Now behind him is the rookie Chase Edmonds, who Kent likes as the backup. So if you are looking for a handcuff, Chase Edmonds would be the guy you'd want to stash there. And he's going undrafted in most drafts. So grab him late if you want to have some David Johnson security. And I think he'll even be able to produce good numbers should something terrible happen to David Johnson. And now I want to take some time to look at the wide receiver and tight end positions and try and project this upcoming season for this group of players. Now to do this, I'm going to use Rotovis' projection machine. And the projection machine creates fantasy projections using a top-down approach that starts with team scoring margins and play calling tendencies and ends with projecting usage shares for offensive skill positions. The thing I love about the projection machine is you can put in all the players, you can adjust the stats based on what you think is going to take place with these new quarterbacks and looking at their tendencies over the year to get a really accurate data set that you can use to look at what you think might happen. And so I used the projection machine for the wide receiver and tight ends and David Johnson in the receiving game to kind of look at what we can expect. Now before we look at what the numbers are, let's talk a little bit about the position. Larry Fitzgerald finished last year as a number nine receiver in standard and number four in points per reception leagues because he had 109 receptions for 1,156 yards and six touchdowns. He was an absolute monster because he was the focal point of this offense. But looking back, you can see that over the last three seasons, he's been able to produce similar years, having over 100 receptions in each of those seasons, even with David Johnson present. So I don't expect David Johnson's target share To take away from Larry Fitzgerald but rather it might take away from the other receiving options in this Cardinals offense that being said Larry Fitzgerald is gonna eat and I project that he's going to have a monster season currently he's being taken at wide receiver 18 and standard at 45th overall in PPR he's wide receiver 15 going 35th overall in both formats I'm willing to take him around earlier because he has a track record of production. Kent Summers told us that he expects Larry Fitzgerald to remain in the slot, and we all know Sam Bradford is extremely accurate on those middle and underneath passing routes. So I expect Larry Fitzgerald to continue to have a great, great season. Kent also reminded us that Larry Fitzgerald is no longer the running down the field threat that he used to be, But he likes to work over the middle and likes those catch-and-run opportunities. Looking at last year, his longest reception went for only 32 yards. Now considering this guy had over a 1,000 yards receiving, that's pretty crazy that he only broke one off. But he did manage to haul in six touchdowns. He's going to continue to be a threat in the red zone where he was one of the most targeted receivers last year with 21 targets. He is going to be able to rack up the receiving yards on a lot of receptions. He's going to be targeted in the red zone, and we can expect a solid year from Larry Fitzgerald yet again. I don't think the age is going to catch up with him yet. In fact, I think he's got two or three years left as he tries to go after some of those receiving records that Jerry Rice currently holds. If we take a minute to look at the target projections for Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson, we can get a good idea of what to expect will be remaining for the other guys on this team, I have Larry Fitzgerald projected to have between 160 and 165 targets, and David Johnson between 115 and 123. So that only leaves about 250 to 270 remaining targets for the other receiving options on the Cardinals. And I went ahead and used those projections in the projection machine on RotoViz to get an idea of what we can expect from these other wide receivers. Now, I agree with Kent Summers that Christian Kirk will be the wide receiver number two on this team, but his reception totals will still be behind that of Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson. The projection machine anticipates a season of 58 catches for 748 yards and four touchdowns for Christian Kirk. Those numbers calculate out to about 156 points in a PPR format, which would have made him wide receiver 38 last year. Now, that's not terrible. That's a solid wide receiver three or four for your team. But for most leagues, that's not someone you're chasing after on draft day. He's someone that will fill in nicely should Larry Fitzgerald get injured. Or if you need to have a bi-week fill-in or someone in a flex, he's someone you can look to in PPR formats. After him, I have Bryce Butler projected for 44 receptions for 675 yards and four touchdowns and J.J. Nelson with 39 catches for 624 yards and two touchdowns. Those numbers aren't really enough to move the needle for me, and I won't be drafting them in any formats. If we look at the tight end position, Ricky Seals-Jones should take a step forward, but he only had 12 receptions last year, so it's really hard to project a huge jump for him. We projected him to have 36 receptions for 440 yards and two touchdowns. That would be good enough for tight end number 25, which is not someone that I'm going to be drafting. He is an interesting guy to look at should you have tight end troubles in the early parts of the season. I'll be looking at him closely to see if there is a connection between Sam Bradford and he. If he gets going, if he starts showing some flashes, if he's made that jump, he'll be someone that I might be chasing on the waiver wire. But for now, I'll let him go undrafted. He does have a lot of potential, and he sees see a lot of work in the red zone. And that's going to do it for the Cardinals episode of the 2018 Roto-Viz Radio Team Preview Series. I want to thank Kent Summers again for coming on the show. Please do follow him at Kent Summers on Twitter. And my name is Stéphane Leco. You can find me at Stéphane LeCoe. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the 2018 Team Preview Series. Our assistant executive producer is Colm Kelly, and our executive producer is Matthew Friedman. Please rate and review the RotoViz Radio podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email at rotavizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at RotoViz Radio. Remember, you can always support the podcast by subscribing to RotoViz at a 30% discount.